Welcome to a more perfect Collingswood. Hyperlocal news from the greatest town in the world. Uh, I'm Wesley Fenza. And I'm Kate Delaney. Um, this is a show that we're going to do about the town of Collingswood, um, about what's going on, and uh, our focus is going to be mostly on local government. Um, and that is why I have uh, asked Kate to do this with me, because Kate um, is our local rabble rouser. <laughs> and Kate, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Kate Delaney. I've lived in Collingswood since uh, 2007. I have two kids that attend the public schools. I run the Collingswood Educational Advocacy Group, which is a teeny tiny little nonprofit that is focused on advocating around issues of inclusion, diversity, environmental innovation. Um, so I've been doing that since 2016, running the Collingswood Educational Advocacy Group. We go by the acronym CEAG. Uh, last year, I was elected to Collingswood Democratic Committee, and I am currently the municipal chair, and we represent the Democrats of Collingswood to the county party. And I also, along with Wes, am part of Collingswood Neighbors for Change, which is a little grassroots group of people that like to talk about local government and how we can strengthen our neighborhoods and our community through bottom-up reforms and innovation. Thank you, Kate. And I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm a family attorney uh, who lives and works here in Collingswood. Um, I have uh, lived here since, what, 2006. So that's a long time for me. I know a lot of you have been here for longer. Um, I am, uh, you know, I, I, I became active in the local government um, when they first started debating the Airbnb ordinance mm. because I was... Uh, that was, that was an issue I cared about, and I started looking into how the government works and, and you know, what, what goes on at these commissioners' meetings, um, and that's where I met Kate. <laughs> the rest uh, is history. <laughs> yeah, she's, she was, like, the person to talk to if you wanted to know what was going on <laughs> with Collingswood government. Um, so, Kate, why don't you start out by telling us how Collingswood local government works? Sure. So, Collingswood is a Wash Act town. Um, there are two acts under which New Jersey municipalities can be incorporated. One is the Walsh Act, the other is the Faulkner Act. And then there's various sort of iterations of local government that can be the way the, the town local government is organized. Um, so our town is a three-person commission, um, and it is in, it's only one of 30 municipalities in New Jersey that is a three-person board of commissioners. Um, and, you know, I think that this is sort of problematic. They run um, on concurrent four-year terms, and our mayor has been the mayor for about 30 years, and this is not abnormal for Wash Act towns. You get really sort of deeply entrenched uh, local politicians, and it's really hard to unseat them because you basically have to run an entire slate to replace the government the existing government, um, and that's kind of a, a heavy lift, I think, in small towns where people usually just kind of want to go about their, their life. Um, but I think we also see, along with that, you know, very consolidated power, um, the problems that Wes and I have noticed and noticed around Airbnb, which is residents come forth with ideas that they want to talk about, and because we have this very consolidated government, it's really hard to move those ideas forward. So three-person commission, they run all, the three of them run together every four years, and two of the three of them have been in power for thir about 30 years. Now, they, do they all run at the same time? They do. Yep, so no staggered terms. Yeah, that seems, um, why even have three then? Right, you could just have one. It's just, <laughs> and we sort of do. Yeah. Um, and who, who are our commissioners right now? Yes, so Jim Malley is the mayor of Collingswood mm -hmm. and has been the mayor. He's been on the board of commissioners for about 30 years. He's been the mayor since 1997. And how is the mayor chosen? So they choose amongst themselves, which is different than other towns, um, even other Washack towns. So Haddonfield, right next door to us, is also or close to us, is also a Washack commission town. But they go with the top vote getter. So whoever gets the most votes is the mayor. That is usually one of the other commissioners in Collingswood, Joan Leonard, is typically the top vote getter. Um, the last time I they ran... I didn't realize Joan was the popular one. Yeah, last time they ran in um, 17, they ran unopposed, and there was only like, I don't know, 600 and maybe like 79 people that came out. Joan got the top number of votes. Um, then Rob Lewandowski 
And then uh, Jamali, whose <laughs> vote tally was 666. Hey. Hey. A memorable number. Wait, he got he only got 666 votes? Yes. What What's the population of Collingswood? The population of Collingswood is about 14,000, and we have 11,000 registered voters, about... Uh, 6,000, a little over 6,000 of them are registered Dems. That is not a very high turnout. No, 1,500 of them are registered Republicans, and the rest are undeclared, independent, third party. Uh, now, are the, um, are the local elections partisan? They're not. Yeah, so that's a, that is a big contributing factor of why people don't come out. First of all, people don't come out for unchallenged elections because they figure it doesn't matter if they don't come out or not. Um, Seems reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> But also, we have nonpartisan elections, which I think on its face sounds like a really good thing. Um, but they're in May, and they aren't coinciding with anything else. So they're not at the same time as the primary. So people are not coming out to vote the party line or change in party office. Um, so yeah, so turnout, every, looking way back, the time they were challenged in 1989, and they almost, Republicans almost grabbed a seat. Um, the highest number of voters vote, votes ever was like a little over 2,000. All right. Well, um, and you are um, part of the, is the, the Democratic Party of Camden County? Yes. So how does a Camden County government work? Because they're the county that, that Collingswood is part of. Yes. So I am the municipal chair of the Collingswood Democratic Committee, which is part of the larger Camden County Democratic Committee. Um and the Democratic Committee does a lot. Uh, it's, it's a party office, and they do a lot of uh, supporting the party. And their version of what my committee should do is just go knock out, knock on doors and say, "Vote for our people." Um, but we flip that to say that we want to represent Collingswood voters to them, and they're not so keen on that idea. Um, <laughs> you're not just you're not just playing along. Except we're not just there to be loyal foot soldiers. Jim oh. Beach is very upset about it. He is a our state senator and also the chairman of the Camden County Democratic Committee. Um, so we are, but the county is run by a board of freeholders. Um, one thing that is unique about Camden County Board of Freeholders is that all the freeholders are at large. So as opposed to like in Atlantic County where it's by district. So what does that large mean? So it means that everybody that is on the board of freeholders, you could be from anywhere. So you could in theory have seven freeholders and they could all be from like Collingswood, Cherry Hill, oh. Haddonfield. And then everyone in the county gets to vote for each one, right? Yes. So it's like, uh, like how everyone in the state votes for a senator, but you vote for your own representative in your district. Right. In the county... Everyone votes for the freeholders. For the, yes. So okay. I think that the problem with that, from my view, is that when you have it at large, you end up having parts of the county that don't have the sort of representation they need. And anyone that has, like, driven all the way out on Whitehorse Pike knows that there needs to be some investment in eastern Camden County. And I think if we had district representation on the freeholder board, we could have someone that could speak to what's going on in Lindenwald, Pine Hill, um, you know, the communities out there, Clemington, and, you know, get more development and, you know, representation. All right. And uh, there's there's some other elected offices in the county, right? Yes. There's a, a clerk. What does a clerk do? The county clerk does a lot of um, deans and things like that. They also um, draft the ballot. And they pick the ballot placement. So that's why progressives are really interested in that office oh, right now. Well, listen, we'll have on future shows, I'm sure, <laughs> we will discuss ballot the placement. The ballot line. We have to get into the ballot because line. Because that, right? is, that is a whole issue yes. that we will, it will, this podcast will go for three hours if we get into right yes, now. Yes, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a sheriff and a surrogate. Yes. Right? What do they do? Um, so the sheriff, I believe, I don't quote me on all of this, oversees... Um, I guess, law enforcement within the county. I'm not 100% sure. They do have a giant budget, um, which is separate from the municipal police department budgets. Mm. Um, well, it's separate from the county police, right? Because the county police... The metro police is... Um, right. Uh, uh, they, they're the ones who do the policing for the Camden City. Right. Yes. Um, but this, so the, the sheriff... I know of the sheriff because they serve legal process. Oh, okay. Um, so... It, Sometimes that's something I have to do in my practice. So I, I call up the sheriff and send him my documents. And, you know, in, in non-COVID times anyway, I say, hey, go to this uh, right. address. Here's your $70 or whatever. Right. Um, but that's all I know that the sheriff does. Right. Okay. And then we've got a surrogate. Which is that office that people know the least about, <laughs> yeah. including uh. probably myself. I've looked into it a little bit. Um, so the surrogate represents 
minors in court that don't have legal guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can marry people, so they officiate weddings. Um, again, they also have a giant budget. The surrogate office recently moved. They were in Camden City to Gloucester Township, and the surrogate, who just won re-election, lives in Gloucester Township, and apparently it's a far more convenient workplace for her. Oh, well, how, <laughs> how nice for her. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what does the county do? The county... Because I know, I know what the town does. I right. know what the state does, sort of. But what does the county do? The county manages things, well, like the Metro Police, mm-hmm. um, which is called the Camden County Police, but it's really just Camden City. Yeah. Um, they do things like parks, um, roads, um, similar... They, you know, hire... They're in charge of, like, different departments within the county. Um, mm. Yeah, so personnel... So it's, a, so it's like, a lot of, a lot of overlap with, with municipal of, governments. Yes. They are so there was a law passed recently by the governor that they're being renamed because no one knows what the hell a freeholder is. So now they're county <laughs> commissioners. Oh so, good. As county commissioners, I guess that, there's a little that won't bit be confusing. Exactly. A little bit of clarity that they're kind of the county managers. They they have giant, yeah. giant budgets. And if you look at the budgets, you know, they hire a company to get rocks off for the roads. They buy a lot of like vehicles for police departments. They also award a ton of contracts. So they hire engineers, they hire architects, they hire insurance companies that are usually yeah. connected to George Norcross. Well, I'm, I'm glad that those are all done in very non-corrupt ways. Of course. This is Jersey. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the up and up. Another, another topic that we will be delving into, I'm sure, on future episodes. <laughs> uh, okay. So we got that. Um, so uh, one thing. So you mentioned before that most of the... Uh, the Collingswood municipal elections for commissioner have been unopposed in the past. Yes. All right, but they are not going to be unopposed in not this, this next time. one, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, music right are here. you are you aware of anyone who is running for commissioner? I, I am, in fact. <gasps> who is it? It's me. Oh, it's Kate. <laughs> Kate's running, uh, and you are running with two others, correct? Yes. So I'm running as part of a joint committee. So the incumbents always run, again, as a joint committee, meaning they run together on concurrent terms every four years. Um, So it's really important to run with running mates. Um, So I'm running with Jim Rossi, with whom I've run Collingswood Educational Advocacy Group for a number of years, and Bill Johnson, whom I'm on Democratic Committee with. All right. Uh, So listeners, so just so you know, Kate is now a politician, so you can't trust anything she says. (laughs) Just so keep that in mind. Um... And what, so, so why are you running? I am running because we believe that it's time for change in Collingswood. There's a lot of things that are great in this town and we want to continue that. Um, we want to see a lot of change to how government operates and implement, implement good government. Um, so one thing that Wes knows that I've been lobbying for um, is work sessions. So out of the 37 municipalities in Camden County, we're the only town that doesn't have caucus sessions or work sessions so people can see the government debating things. Um, so that needs to happen. So we don't have situations like the Airbnb where residents come for months or years even to have their idea heard. Um, we want to make sure that contracts are scrutinized. So they've been, you know, not putting contracts out to bid. Yeah. This is and, and so with the with the working sessions, what is what is that? So the working sessions would be basically just a meeting before the formal meeting. So the freeholders do this, for instance, and they, you know, talk about the resolutions they're going to pass. And in theory, in a small town, this would be a moment to say, hey, I want to discuss Airbnb and I want to be on the agenda. Yeah. And I can tell you when we were uh, we were fighting over the Airbnb thing, we ended up with a uh, municipal ordinance that I don't I don't think is very good at all. That basically, mo- it you know, it's it says technically you're allowed to do Airbnb, but mostly you can't. And I was uh, I was pretty upset with the whole process because they would show up to these commissioners meetings with everything already done. Mm-hmm. And what the law says uh, about uh, commissioners meetings is that they are all supposed to be done in public and the commissioners are not supposed to be getting together right. and discussing ordinances <laughs> in the room outside right. of the <laughs> right outside of the meetings. And yes. Right. Right. Me, and, me and Kate went early one time <laughs> and we like watched them in this little room right. down below the normal meeting room where they were in there, you know, discussing what they were going to do in the meeting. And that right. is very illegal. Right. It's a uh, violation of yeah. Open Public Meetings Act. Right. The press yeah. should be there. The public should be allowed to be there. Yeah. So and, and, and it was upsetting to me because this was an issue I cared about. I wanted to know, you know, what, why 
the commissioners were so hostile toward Airbnb and what what the specific elements of this bill, what what they were supposed to accomplish. And there was really none of that. It was like at the meet the commissioners meeting would be like, okay, here's the bill. Uh, this is the first reading. Everyone votes yes. Okay. And there was public comment on it. Like we could get up and tell them what we thought, but we they never debated right. amongst themselves. No. Um, there was certainly no, you know, uh, even I think Joan Leonard voted against it because she, she did. Thought, she said it was the first time she ever voted against what Jim Alley wanted in <laughs> yeah. all these years. Um, but I, I still like she she sort of said why. Right. But we didn't get to see any of the negotiations between no. them. Right. So uh, like this, this language ended up in this bill somehow. Right. And I don't think it was just because some lawyer handed it to them. Like, obviously, they discussed this at some point and we don't know what those discussions were. Um, and, uh, I just, I didn't like that process at all. So I'm, right. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you are trying to, you know, bring some more, uh, transparency to right. the process. Yeah. We need to open up government. We need to expand, either expand the three person commission, or we need to change the government to have a different, more open form. Um, recently the mayor disbanded the, um, zoning board. Um, which I think is really problematic. So another issue that, you know, I would like to tackle in office is really bringing about a more inclusive civic vision for Collingswood. There's just huge portions of society in Collingswood that we don't really address. Um, for instance, we have nine tax abatements on the books in our town. Out of a town of 14,000, we're like power users of tax abatements. And this really takes money away from the school district. And what's a tax abatement? So tax abatement is basically um, kind of a tax break or a tax deal for, can be for like the Volunteers of America. That's a, an, they have a tax break in Collingswood, which is fine. Uh, but another is for Morgan Properties, which owns Parkview Apartments, where even tonight where it's cold as hell, there is no heat on in Parkview. Yeah, I keep hearing um, not great things about Parkview. Yeah. It's, they're corporate slumlords and we give them a tax break. So mm, we don't get a tax break, but, you know, so basically... So does that mean they're paying, what, less property taxes than they should yes. be? So they reach a separate deal with the mm. municipality and they don't pay to the county and they don't pay to the school district. And our schools need money. I mean, after COVID, whatever happens next is going to be expensive in getting students the services they need and back on track. And the idea that we're going to continue to take money away from the district is a problem. That we don't do code enforcement at Parkview and instead we give them a tax break is a problem. Um, I think that the culture in Collingswood is that people who live here are consumers rather than citizens from the point of view of our current commissioners. And while I absolutely support the businesses, we should see our government. I hope so. I'm one of them. Yeah. And (laughs) we should, you know, have a say. We are keeping residents with ideas out of the process and we're not letting residents ideas be heard. And we're missing a lot of, you know, untapped human resources. Okay. Well, you mentioned the planning and zoning board. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into uh, our our main section here, which is we're gonna we're gonna talk about the last commissioners meeting, and I think that's something that I I think we're gonna do regularly mm-hmm. on here is um, talk about the last commissioners meeting, what happened, to try to give some context for that because I know. You know, I've gone to these meetings and I, you know, I watch them on Zoom now <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I don't always know what they're talking about. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there. So I think it would be helpful mm-hmm. to people in town if they if we went through the meeting, maybe they didn't get to go. We can tell them what happened um, and we can tell them what if any what if any of it matters for for different issues. So um, and the first thing they did discuss was merging the zoning and planning board. And yes. you said you found this problematic. I. I don't know if I agree with that because I'm in favor of less bureaucracy because I, you know, I, I, re, I put in a, a, an above ground pool uh, last summer and oh my God, what a hassle. And if I had to go in front of two different boards, I would have torn my hair out. So, so what's wrong with merging the zoning and planning board? So I think it matters less for <clears throat> residential improvements. So I'm not that concerned about somebody that wants to put on a deck or have a big have a pool and a garden in the backyard. Um, but if you look at, for instance, how the uh, new public safety building project went down, Mally's MO is to take a project and find a way to really push it through and make sure that there aren't a lot of hurdles and there's not a lot of meetings. Um, there was the end of last year, a meeting to talk about the master plan of Collingswood, which is a document that should really have public participation. Um, and I went with a number of members of my committee. What's a master plan? 
The master plan is a document that should be, again, you know, drafted by the public. Um, in our case, it was just drafted by the mayor and Remington and Burdick. Um, and it, you know, designates kind of where, where the town is headed. Um, so in our existing master plan, all they really did in December was to reapprove the master plan that had been drafted, I believe, in maybe 07, 06. It's decades old. And for Collingswood, that really matters because what they did was they designated a giant portion of the town as blighted and in need of redevelopment. And certainly, like in, you know, 1999 and 2000, 2002, that made sense. We did need to bring in, you know, new industry. We needed to, you know, maybe Malley's used eminent domain in his professional life wildly all the time. Um, you know, I, I think that that's something that has to be used really, really cautiously. And I think that it's no longer something that is appropriate in Collingswood. We don't need tax breaks to bring businesses in at this point. And I don't think that we want to fast track development to make that happen. Um, so in that case, for the master plan meeting, what my committee members and I discovered looking at the master plan, we really wanted to go to the meeting because we realized that there was no public comment on it. There was no discussion. But what we noticed when we were looking at it was that there were segments of town that were designated as blighted and basically were in a position where eminent domain could be used. And that included um, one little convenience store called Pete's Market, which is owned by a person of color. And he said that he's been, you know, kind of targeted by the town um, in the past. He spoke. We didn't reach out to him in advance. He just came and said, like, I can't believe I'm on your list again. It's like almost being eminent domain. There were other residents that found that their homes were like in that area that could be designated as blighted and in need of redevelopment and leading to eminent domain. And there was no notice. They didn't know that that was happening. And if you look at so, Mellie's... So when the, when the master plan says an area is blighted, is that like a precursor to then the town going yes. in using eminent domain and Absolutely. seizing it? Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's what's happened. You know, it, Jim Mellie's done professionally in places like Mount Holly, where he eminent domain a whole um, mostly minority... Um, apartment complex. He did this in Paulsboro, a veteran lost land or almost lost land to eminent domain. So it's kind of a business model of yeah. like, go in quickly, say all of this is blighted, and then I can grab it and I can put, you know, the Botox studio no, here or no, whatever I need. No, has Collinswood done any of that yet? Well, that's how he, you know, people say he saved the town. That's how he did it. Because okay. he, you know, in 1992, this law was passed that gave municipalities much more power in doing this in letting you know local government say that these areas need to be redeveloped and then they could kind of just pass it through these little local boards and there wasn't a lot of checks and balances um so yeah this continues to happen okay so your objection to then combining the boards is that you think that there will not be enough oversight yes to you know these projects that the town wants to do right um and that um you know having separate boards doesn't really increase the hassle much for individual homeowners no and i don't think that that's you know i'm not again i'm not concerned about the individual homeowners putting up a deck or something like Mm. that or a fire pit or whatever it's more about it's like the public safety building like at that meeting someone like tapped me on the shoulder and i turned and then i missed it like that was the whole comment Mm. like they pass and they are the redevelopment commission the three of them okay so I guess, what is the problem with... Why, why is it necessarily less oversight if they combine the boards? Uh, because it, technically, aren't they supposed to be doing different things? They are, yes. So isn't, you know, one part would have to be approved by the zoning board and then the other part would have to be approved by the planning board. Right. So what's the problem if all of that is approved by the same board or, or not approved? I think he, I think there should be more meetings. There should be an opportunity for public comment. Oh, more meetings. I think there should be meetings. I think also <laughs> I would like to see an environmental commission. All right. Vote for Kate. More meetings. More meetings. I promise. I'll vote <laughs> the meetings. You can come tell me what you think. I won't yell at you like the current mayor. Um, no, I would like an environmental commission so that there could be someone to speak to the environmental impact. Again, less of the environmental impact of West gets a pool, but the public safety building, right? Like those, Mm -hmm. all that impervious surface, we know that's going to increase flooding in the town and pollution, right? If you go over to Night Park, there's algae everywhere because of stormwater runoff. Um, Now, why is there algae? In Night Park? Yeah. Well, I did ask that and I don't think I got an answer. I just... Because there definitely is algae on all of the ponds. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's because we are, you know, kind of maxed out, paved to the limit. Um, And then, you know, when we have all these projects, then we have 
less permeable surface and all the you know pollution runs into the local bodies of water and then we get a green and fuzzy looking pond at night park all right interesting i I was not aware that that was uh, caused by pollution um all right so that's 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 the uh that's the zoning and planning board so the next thing they did was they just they added a uh, deputy fire chief which i don't i don't really have anything to say about um it was weird i did think it was weird that they they announced the ordinance that they were they were setting a salary but didn't want to say what the salary was (laughs) it was weird it was just like a uh, very conspicuous that they didn't say what it was it's it's 90 to 110,000, which i I, seems i don't know what you pay a deputy fire chief so that's probably fine um they appointed a new rec director Mm -hmm. um do you know do you know what so what does the rec department do uh, the rec department oversees all the various programs that they, I like the pool, um, soccer, all the, the programs that the town offers. Oh, okay. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't realize we had a whole department for that. We do. And okay. we have good and affordable programs, which is really great. Oh, good. All right. And what do you think of the new rec director? I don't know the new rec director. Okay. Well, hopefully you will get to know him. Yeah. And hopefully he'll do a good job. Um, they, they certainly spoke highly of him. Um... So the next thing they did, they were, they were talking about a shared service agreement between Camden County and Collingswood called Municipal Alliance, um, which was some kind of program to combat alcohol and drug use. Do you know anything about this? I don't. Okay. I um, we have a lot of shared services. Yeah. So I, I looked it up, and it's a county program. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they're, they're giving the town free money. Right. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of suspicious of alcohol and drug abuse programs for kids because sometimes yeah. they backfire, um, especially D.A.R.E. programs, mm-hmm. which is included in that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, it's like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of them are sometimes run on this outdated, scared straight kind of idea. Yes, they that, do. And they don't really talk about addiction, I think, yeah, in a mental it, health way. Yeah. And it, like, I don't know. I think kids won't believe you if you don't tell them the truth. Right. And a lot of these programs don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, CAG has been talking about that, having an event that really like looks at it. And I mean, now that, you know, cannabis is being legalized, mm-hmm. I think we can have some updated conversations. I think we yeah. need to. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly. I think it would be a good idea to like educate kids on, you know, cannabis and what like information about it. Because right. it's going to be people are going to be doing it. Right. Um, and it's going to be for sale. So uh, that'll be good. So, you know, keep an eye on those programs. Definitely. Um, especially especially with the CAG, I think. It's a good a good thing to look at. Um, but I think this was just accepting funding mm-hmm. for it, so can't, it's hard hard to object to taking taking money from the county. Um, there was another acceptance of funding from cross the cross county connection program for some crosswalk improvements. Uh, which sounds good. Mm-hmm. Cro- infrastructure improvements. Go always good. Um, updates to the deferred compensation plan to uh conform with a new federal law now i don't really have any comment about that um a furniture contract for the new public services building for sixty five thousand five hundred dollars it's a fancy fancy couch i know i was <laughs> like i saw that number like that is gotta uh, take a nap on that couch. <laughs> that's some, they are not shopping at ikea exactly come on guys <laughs> ikea yeah um but y- so Let's let's talk a little bit about this new public services building, yes, which I think let's. most people in town have probably are probably aware yeah. um, that there is a new public service, or maybe they're not. I if don't you know. live off Haddon Ave, it's hard not yeah. to be aware. Yeah, so there's a new public services, and it's on Haddon Ave, mm-hmm. right? And it's a multi-million dollar project, yes, right? Yes, very expensive. Um, and what's it for? Um, so it is going to house the police department and the fire department. Um, and I do think that we needed to update the police department. It's really cute. It looks like it could be a set <laughs> from a movie. Yeah. Um, but and, uh, and I'm on the, uh, the, the right, police, um, advisory, advisory committee. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, I think it's called the advisory committee. Um, that was, um, we've only had a couple of meetings so far, but one of the things that the police chief, uh, stressed to us was it's really hard to retain officers yes. in Collingswood because, the, um, a lot of the neighboring towns pay more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things that was causing people to leave was this really old, outdated building. Right. Um, and he thinks the new one should, should help a lot. Um, so it sounds like this was pr- a pretty necessary thing. Um, but I think you were telling me that they're, they're having cost overruns. Yes. Um, and that the, uh, 
there, there's not that much oversight on the amount of spending going into it. No, again, going back to the whole land use, zoning board, all that conversation. Um, and the, Jim Alley was also trying to sell the same public safety building to Kate May. And um, they recently elected a new mayor who specifically ran on, we're not making the public safety building, <laughs> Zach. And he won, which is awesome. So what, what, what do you mean he was trying to sell it to them? Like he was, he was their redevelopment consultant. He was down in Cape May saying, look, we're doing this in Collingswood. We can do that here. So this is, okay. like, he's a redevelopment lawyer. So mm-hmm. he kind of, you know, Collingswood is like property he's trying to flip, basically. <laughs> and then he, like, shops his wares around South Jersey and says, look, I made this thing in Collingswood. Here, I will make it in your town, too. Let's eminent domain these places up. Um, so he's, so I didn't know about this, but it sounds kind of shady. It's very so he's building, he's getting Collingswood to build a building. Yes. And then taking that template and template mm-hmm. and, and selling consulting services. Yes. Um, and same architects, USA architects, USA architects also uh-huh. constructed the big Norcross building on the waterfront in Camden. Um, yeah. So he just, again, he kind of shops it around the area. The way I found out about it was that someone in Cape May out of the blue, like found generosity's phone number on the cag website and called up and said i want to talk to you about your mayor because we don't want the project he's selling down here yeah and that, i know it's the project you got in your town yeah that just seems um like kind of a conflict of interest to me yeah he's like making money in his business off of things he's doing as the commissioner it's he not, makes a lot of money yeah. from holding office yes and it's not i mean this isn't a, a necessarily a direct uh uh profiting off of the office but it's it's certainly an indirect one yeah i mean if you look at um new jersey elec and elec which Mm -hmm. is the election law enforcement commission is that a that's a commission yes and that's like who you have to report your um campaign finances Mm -hmm. to so if you look uh, they have a tab that's called pay to play um and if you look up um his firm Mally givens you will see that like he donates to um where is he right now he's in gibstown right now he's the the guy behind the lng terminal that's going to export fracked gas um so he gives some money to get that mayor elected and then they hire him and then everybody's happy except the people who have to live with the lng terminal that has a tax abatement and their kids might like you know be next to the exploding station but whatever um so yeah he uses his office to make money which is definitely problematic Mm. um so the public safety building again i think we need to update the police department absolutely um and the, the facility but I think that, you know, especially in light of uh, the police brutality, that it's time to have conversations about how else we want to use that space. I've talked to a lot of people who say, like, should we be directing some calls to non-police? In fact, my friend Wes Fenza has said this many times. <laughs> I mean, um, and they are actually working on that. Yeah, which is the, great. Uh, there is a um, a program that I think Gibbstown. Okay. Or, or Pine, one of those. One, of the, one, one town in, in the county is using... Um, there's a partnership with a mental health provider and, and um, Collinswood is kind of in line okay. to like get in on that from what I understand it. Um, so nothing's done yet, but they are, they are trying to work on it. And the, uh, I know um, the chief is very, very positive about this. Right. So he's on board. Yeah. And he seems like, you know, my experiences with chief Gary have all been positive. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the facility, they need to update their facility. Um, I, you know, it does raise concern for me to hear Chief Carey saying that, you know, the pay is low and that there's turnover because of that. And yet we're building this giant building that feels like maybe like I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, I would really like to see what was presented as part of the original plan, which was going to be community meeting space. So in my pre-COVID life, when it wasn't things happening over Zoom, it was really hard to have public meetings. And every meeting I ever had had to be in the one library room because there is... <laughs> yeah, because that's basically the only public space in town, right? Yeah, there, we do have a community center, um, but you can't really get that space unless you're like in with the establishment. Otherwise, they tell you it's going to be like 200 bucks for an hour and then you got to buy insurance and... You know, that's ridiculous. Wait, they make you buy insurance to use to the community center? Yes. I was that's, trying to uh, have a candidate forum for that is not much. candidates a couple of years ago, and they told us we'd have to buy insurance. Eventually, the Catholic Church was like, you can use our cafeteria. Ooh, I was like, so that All is right. not much of a community center. No, it's really not. It's not a community center. All for right. So what's the, what's the Kate Delaney administration going to do about that? 
I think that we need to open up the Senior Community Center to programming for youth, that it would be good to have something for kids to do. So we had less in the wood post about the uh, kids on bikes that are making everybody upset. You know you're never going to stop in no, the wood post. Yeah, that's don't, not that's don't make, a campaign promise. Don't make those kind of promises, Kate. <laughs> I'll fix in the wood. I'll be, I'll be on there ranting. Exactly. Kate promised in the wood you'd be more positive. <laughs> Boo. Boo, recall her now. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, In the Wood is a Facebook group where everyone goes to rant about, you know, kids in the street and right. the Could person who was fire. rude to them and <laughs> ask about, well, hey, what was that boom? Did anyone hear that boom? <laughs> so, so if you're not on In the Wood, I mean, you're really not plugged in right. for the heart and soul of Well, then there's just regular folks, which yeah. I guess is the folksy, nicer version of that. Yeah. And there's also Unhip Hadlinwood. Yes. Uh, which is the, the three towns. Uh, but In the Wood is the, the definitely the most active. Um, all right. So the next thing I talked about is a submitting an application for a state grant for transportation and bike infrastructure uh, for a bike route on Maple Avenue. Yes. Which is one block north of Haddon Avenue. That sounds cool, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We um, definitely need some bike lanes. I hope, I hope that they do like a separated bike lane. Yes. Because... Just painting a bike lane on the street really doesn't do much. No. Yeah, it needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You heard it here, folks. Kate Delaney is in favor of protected bike lanes. Absolutely. Absolutely. My kids are both biking all the time now, mm-hmm. and it is kind of terrifying as you're going down Head and Ave because <laughs> people are going fast, and we've got the fountain, but we need more like traffic slowing yeah. things in place. Yeah. So I have a one-year-old, and we just took her out for a bike ride in one of those little baby trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are no bike lanes in town. And There's no bike lanes, no. Nope. Uh, so a protected bike lane would have been great. Uh, so hopefully they, uh, you know, they get that grant and put in a uh, protected bike lane. Um, and there is, isn't there some, like, big, like, countywide bike lane project that's coming through town? There's something called Connect 2020, which I believe is about being able to bike from or walk from, like, Haddon, from Collingswood, to Haddonfield, maybe it's like a combo of. Well, I think there's like a. Well, no, I think there's like some huge project that's like you can, like trying to get you to bike from like the Camden waterfront right. or something like down to Lindenwald. Yeah, yeah, um, and I know because it's coming. I live down on Taylor Avenue, and it's coming like pretty close to here. Right. Uh, so we'll see what comes to that, but that's I'm kind of excited about that. I always want more bike lanes. Yeah, I think it's important for it to be for people that want to be car free to like commute and not just recreation. Like, there's that one spot right by Parkview where they are always, like, pedestrians getting hit by cars. So that needs to be a priority fix. Is that on, on Collings? Um, no, it's on Whitehurst Pike. Oh, okay. And it's, like, right by Newton Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a woman, Doreen, who lives, like, right down the street there. And she's seen multiple people, like, get hit by cars. Jeez. And had that, like, one woman almost, like, lost her leg. All right. Well, what are you going to do about that? Um, I, that, that spot is really hard to cross and I would not want to cross there on foot or on bike. So I don't know if we need like, you know, flashing lights right there. Um, is there already a crosswalk? There's a crosswalk, but it's not, it's just like painted. Like you you wouldn't even see it. Um, but it's, there's a bus stop right there. A lot of kids that, um, live at Parkview go to Sharp right down the street. Mm -hmm. So like it's kids that are like walking to school. Like it really needs to be a top priority. Why won't somebody think of the children? Think of the children. Think of the children. (laughs) Think of the children. <laughs> Vote for Kate Delaney. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so this was something I didn't quite understand what, what they were doing. There um, is something called the Collingswood Safe Routes to School and Traffic Calming Project, um, which is a state grant right. that was given to town um, that they, they originally awarded the contract to a company called Think Pavers. But Think Pavers had some... Uh, uh, like, they didn't have the right apprenticeship program, so they weren't eligible for the grant. So they had to rescind the contract from them and give it to a different company called Lexaconcrete, um, which I, I didn't quite understand what was going on. So, Kate, why don't you tell me why this was like a corrupt transfer of money to a politically <laughs> connected corporation? I haven't looked them up in a lec, <laughs> so I can't speak to if they are connected or not. Um, I mean, so the program is through Sustainable Jersey for Schools and Sustainable Jersey... Um, is basically an organization that allows municipalities and school districts to apply for grants and then they get ranked. They can be like bronze, silver, or gold. And 
Um, good stuff can happen. I, I hope that, you know, walkability or bikes become um, easier for students. I have a kid who now goes to the middle school and, you know, it is hard to cross there. So I think that, you know, I think like the bike lane, like there are ways to do it quickly and without a lot of money. And we don't need to conduct a million studies. We need to like take action because I really feel that these are things that matter to Collingswood residents. I mean, it might be hard if you have to go before two different boards. <laughs> But they wouldn't have to. Might want to streamline that, that process a little bit, you know, so we can really get things done. <laughs> We're never going to agree on this. <laughs> um, all right. And I think that was that was most of the actual actual like business that was done at the at the uh, commissioner's meeting. All right. So what else what else is going on in Collingswood? Um, something, we just did community energy aggregation. Yes. Is that right? What is that? Yeah. So this was something that my committee was advocating for and organized around. Um, so community choice. You say your committee, you're on a bunch of committees. Which committee is this? The elected committee, the elected democratic committee. Okay. Um, so what CCA, community choice aggregation, um, involves is the municipality becoming a bulk purchaser of energy for the entire town. So rather than having someone knock at your door and say, like, do you want to sign up for solar or whatever? Oh, I hate it, those guys. Exactly. Right. So it helps you not have to answer the door for those guys. Oh, my guys God. So oh, thank you, Kate. So it's basically kind of like, you know, the Costco model of buying energy, right? That the mm-hmm. town buys it and then we all get to move to renewable electric energy. Mm-hmm. And and this is renewable energy that yes. the town's buying? Yep. And they when we started making a case for this, I guess almost two years ago, um, there's a lot of hemming and hauling, of course, the Airbnb situation all over again. Um, and then they passed something that said we will participate in community choice aggregation um, with per- perhaps over my dead body. Perhaps, and it will perhaps be renewable energy. But basically, there was no renewable. Goals okay, in there. so they said, okay, we'll do the aggregate energy, but not with renewable. But goals. we don't want to. Okay, and we said, hold on a second, friends. That and was is the, the whole thing. Yeah, and but, is the um. Like, is, if, is the, the dirty energy cheaper? Um, I mean, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. In the places that have done it, it's been either about the same or a slight cost savings. So it's about the same to do it this way. Um, I think it's also good because it, you, if you're a renter, you can still participate in it. Um, businesses can participate. So it's not just like... So what was their problem? I, I think it's the same as all the problems. We came with an idea and they were like, oh, we only like our ideas, but thanks for <laughs> showing up. Um... So in the past, when we've said, okay, we tried really hard to advocate, you didn't listen, we're going to like leave feeling demoralized. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, we decided to do an initiative to referendum, which is something you can do in a Washack town. And you have to get a certain percentage of the people that voted in the last election to sign a petition saying they want that they want this idea to be on the ballot. So we did that. We did that before COVID struck, and then we continued to do it virtually and to get all these signatures. We ended up getting, I think, 436 signatures of people that said we support this idea going to the ballot since our commissioners will not act on this. And then we went back and we presented them with the I to R, and there's you know laws around that, and then they have a chance to either enact it or they can put it on the ballot. So they decided to adopt it when pushed to adopt it. Okay, so that was just they. It was there. They were faced with a choice. This either goes on the ballot or you pass it now. Exactly. And they decided to pass it. it. Okay, so it's going to say I don't remember seeing that on the ballot. No, so it did not go to the ballot, and we, you know, we're glad that they adopted it after we pressured them, and we're excited because I think that it's going to, you know, transition everybody to renewable electricity, and it's going to, you know, grow the renewable market. So it's it's a good thing. No filthy fossil fuels for Collingswood. Thanks to Kate and the, was it Democratic Committee? Yes. All right. Um, and all right. So what else is going on in town that's that's uh, you think is important? Um, we just had a school board election and it was challenged. So that was interesting. Whenever we actually have people that are running for board of ed, I'm glad about that. So we can have conversations about the direction of the mm-hmm. school district. Um, we're going to yeah. be getting a new superintendent because our superintendent um, announced that he is retiring he announced he's he announced at the beginning of the school year in september and he's leaving in february um he's leaving in february he's leaving in february who leaves in the middle of the school year i don't know and you know right now yeah. and all that yeah um, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it either. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's a really bad time <laughs> yeah. to be a superintendent. Yeah, I'd be, sure. like, be like, peace, I'm out. Bye, guys. It's been real. Um, 
So the the board will hire the superintendent. So, mm-hmm. you know, right this is an election that matters because they're going to be making decisions about the leadership of the school district. Okay. Um so there was four people that ran and there were three available seats. Um so the two incumbents won Fiona Henry, she's been the board president since I think 2010. Matt Craig was recently appointed to fill a vacancy and won re-election. Um, Kevin Carey, the police chief, ran and did not win. Um, and Roger Chu, who is, was ran a really energized campaign. He was really you know excited and talked to voters, and I thought that was great. All right. Um, and uh, you, you said something about a Camden incinerator project. Yes. Right? What is that? So uh, the county is... Creating or discussing creating a microgrid, which is a like sustainability loop that is going to be so a microgrid is a good idea generally. Um, the problem with this microgrid plan is that they want to connect it to Cavanta, which is the traction incinerator in Camden City. Okay. And what is a micro loop? Because I have no idea what you're talking about right now. So basically, it can function kind of independently. It's sort of like a backup generator for electricity. Yes. Okay. So does the incinerator make electricity? Yes. Okay, so yes. this is so like... trash to steam. So you're talking about a, an electric grid yes. that they're creating here. Yes. That is... Um, in a, and it's a, it's a micro... It's a kind of microgrid. Microgrid. Micro, and, you know, the good version of microgrid mm-hmm. will be solar. Yeah. Solar panel, not trash panel. <laughs> powered. Um, so they just burn trash? They burn trash, and they burn our trash. Isn't so that like the most pollutant it is. you it's can the war- get? It's, it's far... War- yeah, compared to landfills, even, it's terrible. But even like even like compared to coal and oil, right? Yeah. It's like burning trash. Like I didn't even think people F did that quality, anymore. Like American Lung Association gave Camden County last year a grade of F Oof. for our air quality. So, um, yeah. So it's it's a very like outmoded technology. And yet, mm-hmm. like in the 70s, I think people were like, oh, let's burn trash. It's gone now. Yeah. Um, so who's setting up this microgrid? It's the freeholders. Okay, this is, this is Camden County. Doing this is this. the county. Yes. All right, and it's not so. And Collingswood is not going to be a part of it, right? Because we have our whole Collingswood will be part of it. So oh. the way it works is that all. So I thought we just talked about how we're going to get all renewable energy in town. No, this is what we do with our solid waste. Oh, so okay. It's a separate decision. So they they get our trash. They get our trash. So gotcha. all the municipalities in Camden County, or thirty out of thirty-seven, have their solid waste hauled over to Camden City, where it is burned in the incinerator, mm-hmm. which is problematic in a lot of ways because most of the suburbs are white and more affluent. And then we are going to take our trash to Camden, where people are more economically challenged and mostly black and brown communities, yeah, and say. we're burning our trash. Um, and that's really what our um, local officials do. So, like, recently, end of the summer, um, the Board of Commissioners passed a resolution saying, we are participating in the Camden County Purchasing Agency, and they're going to handle our waste disposal. And so they bundle it all up together, these 30 municipalities, and then they deliver a giant contract to Cavanta. Um, Cavanta is maybe like 22 years old and the life expectancy of an incinerator is 25 years so this is also kind of like life support for the Uh trash incinerator like rather than like letting it die gracefully exactly like we need to pull the plug and like move on to something new move to zero waste move to municipal level composting there's a lot of things we could do rather than being like yes the shot in the Mm -hmm. arm for the incinerator and is this something um like collinswood could do on their own or is this something that needs county involvement no we could we could independently decide that we do not want to be part of the camden county purchasing authority for a solid waste disposal okay and we could say no we're gonna figure out other ways we're gonna do municipal composting or you know explore other like in salem there's a couple of towns that um People pay by the amount that they throw out, so it's like water usage. Oh God! Um, I don't I see people so loving much. that idea, but I think we could do. No, like, I, I would pay it. I deserve it. We could talk about waste literacy in a different way and talk about how much do people like waste. Like I think you know, I got involved in this conversation from Camden activists talking to me about it, and I realized as I thought about it, my waste is like being hauled over to like their neighborhoods, and that's terrible. So. I think that we need to commit to looking to alternatives. All right. So is that is that what a, something a uh, Kate Delaney administration is going to do? Absolutely. Definitely get, the get waste literacy. This, yeah. Get us out. Get a, get us out of this uh, incinerator deal. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Um. And all right. I think that was all the issues that we had planned on covering. Anything else you want to add? Just about you know things going on in town. Oh, so when is the the election? 
So the uh, May municipal nonpartisan election is May 11th, 2021. And then my committee, the Collingswood Democratic Committee, is also up for re-election. And that, that um, election is going to be on June 8th, 2021. All right. Well, let's hope, uh, let's hope we can increase turnout at the very least. Yes. For that election. Because that uh, was pretty abysmal last time. Yeah. Granted, it was uncontested. So right. I think people yeah. probably made uh, probably smart choices about <laughs> not calling. <laughs> but, you know, for anyone listening, this is a contested election. Yes, so absolutely. So go vote. Uh, you said May 11th? May 11th. Okay, hopefully we'll all be vaccinated by then. Yes. Won't that be yeah, exciting? I know, yeah. If we can be out in public with people. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe by then. Fingers crossed. Um, and the next so the next commissioner's meeting is going to be on December 7th, yes. 2020. Um, and you can watch on... Is it it's just on Zoom? It's just on Zoom and then they do have a YouTube channel. Yeah. So I watch them. See, I, I have uh, so many conflicts on Monday nights, but I just watch them on YouTube the mm-hmm. next day. Right. Um, so I get to see what's going on. Um, but if you want to watch it, it's uh, it involves a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. So you'll, it might be less boring for you if we have a uh, some background about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will almost certainly be uh, talking about that one on yep. an upcoming episode and see what goes down there. Um, all right. And we're going to finish with each of our hosts picking something that they love about Collingswood. And talking about that. Um, and I will go first. Uh, I want to talk about Night Park. Which is just this really amazing park. I think I mentioned before I have a one-year-old daughter. And my wife and I have been going for walks every day for about the past year. And we just walk out of our house, down the street, and through Night Park. And it's just this amazingly lovely park. It's got... The ponds are beautiful. They're full of frogs and turtles. Um, that we go and look at and there's a playground um, and I'm really looking forward to when my daughter's a little older being able to take her there and experience all that stuff because I grew up out in the country um, and there was a lot of uh, naturey things that we did out there that I didn't think I'd really be able to have my kids do but a lot of that can be done in Knight Park um, so and I love it and I think it's great uh kate what do you have yeah no i I definitely agree we have so many like natural resources around here newton creek is fun too and when she's a little bigger there's a cool playground there um and like biking and walking along newton creek is really fun um i think i would say at the moment i'm feeling a lot of appreciation for the school district um and the school community um so now that i have a third grader as well as a middle schooler i'm a member of two ptas so double the pta meetings for me um, and I just see like a lot of people trying really hard to make the best of a difficult situation. Um, teachers that are really logging tons of hours, um, administrators are doing their best. Um, yeah, I can only imagine what it's like to be a teacher or yeah, an administrator right no, now. It's, it's, yeah, it's challenging. Um, the PTAs are trying to find ways to still like have community and bring people together. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of resourcefulness, a lot of creativity, and I think this is a community that does you know, value schools and understands that, you know, that's really definitely the heart of one of the hearts of our town. All right. Thank you, Kate. Well, that's our show. Um, We will be doing this periodically. We haven't quite decided how often yet, Um, but watch this space and you'll be able to see. We'll get us, we'll get this up on, uh, you know, all the podcasting platforms. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks.